You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And Scott. Why does Ryan always go first? It's be, it's the order we always go Cameron, Ryan, Scott. It just has a nice flow to it's it. It's the pecking order. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm getting a little offended by this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. We're I just, two years into this and you're just <laughs> figuring it out now? We're, we're starting our third season and Scott's finally realizing <laughs> that we kind of go in alphabetical order. Oh, It, it has a better flow. Just whatever like you say, producer. Game. Whatever like, you say, producer. Like this passing game that we're hearing about. It's going to have a nice flow to it. <laughs> throw game, not the passing oh, game. Oh, sorry. Throw game. My, my apologies. So we are excited to bring you our third season uh, covering Utah football. And this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Double Tree Suites by Hilton at Salt Lake City downtown. Give them a call, 801-359-7800, or check them out online at doubletree.com. That's right. The season is just a few days away. I don't care. It's SUU. I'm excited. I want football here. I want to see Troy Williams in a full game, see what he's capable of. I think I'm going to be in my seat at 5 p.m. Good for you, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) What what concessions will will you be getting, Ryan? I mean, are you going to go for the footlong corn dogs? Some duck nachos. <laughs> hey, when we go up to Oregon, <laughs> hey, I'm getting some duck you nachos. You sure you don't? I, I always kind of pictured you as a you burger guy. No. Uh, maybe maybe I'll go for the uh, barbecue. Not from the concession stands, from the from one of those vendors out in the South Plaza. Cam probably goes for the sushi roll over on the east side. I got to watch my figure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really am excited. I don't care if it's SUU. Obviously, last year with Michigan, there was a lot more hype around the game itself. But, Scott, you and I were kind of talking earlier with the new pieces on offense, just with the season coming. I'm still thrilled about it. Oh, yeah, it's football season. I mean, we've, we've all been following spring ball, you know, everything that's been going on over the summer. All the reports that are coming out about the throw game and what this offense is going to look like and Troy Williams, and now you've got tr- a transfer from Cox. And so uh, things have been interesting. It's, uh, I'm, yeah, obviously Michigan brings a little bit more excitement to the table than uh, SUU, but just get football here, get the youths playing again. And, uh, I mean, they're wearing red and red and white. We got to, we have to listen, you fans. <laughs> we jump right into the uniform saga. <laughs> we have to really enjoy and soak up the games where we wear, you know, our colors, red <laughs> and white. Oh, None we, of this. I thought we Scott can, was a fan of gray. Oh, I my thought he heavens. was too. Gray? No. <laughs> With a curse of Utah. We're not Texas Tech. We're not Texas Tech. I love it. Oh my gosh. You guys in your grays and your even we we use black way too much. Last year we were like Highland High for three games. 
I didn't know we invited John Peace on the show. <laughs> yeah, I am old and cranky when it comes You're to taking uniforms. Ryan's so back spot off. of being old and cranky. I will. I will. I will choke you with the old Worthers if I have to. <laughs> I do like the new stripe they've added to the white helmet. I think that's pretty pretty classy looking. The Ute stripe, Utah stripe. Yeah, I I'm loving it. I uh, I'm ready for football. I'm ready to see what we have now. Being that it's SOU, we're probably only going to see starters for the first half, which ideally I would love to see Huntley for the entire second half, see what he can do, get him some game experience. Yeah. And uh, that'll be awesome to see him play. He's going, he's, you know, he's going to play because they got to get him some experience in case something were to happen to Williams down the stretch. So, what's, what's the over under on how many plays we actually see in this game? Because we are going to be vanilla bean to the to a T. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, it will be I vanilla, mean, especially with BYU in the second Yeah, they want to put a lot on tape. It could be under 20. If, yeah, we don't want that, that ferocious D-line down south to to have too much tape on us. We're running a lot of 10-yard comeback routes again. <laughs> well, Kenneth Scott graduated. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took those plays with him. No, but let's let I me mean, let's talk about it. What what are we going to see from Troy Williams? I mean, Cam, you've been up you've been up to a number of the practices, and uh, I believe you interviewed him. What uh, what's your takeaway? Really, I mean, you look that he was voted a captain, only being on campus since January. Right there, <laughs> Travis was was on campus for four years. <laughs> <laughs> But just being named a captain that early. But no, I'm not trashing. Career. I'm not trashing Travis because he's my parade guy. He is. He is. You never sized him for his green jacket, though. It's because Shooter McGavin stole it. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm excited. I mean, there's talk, and what, what I'm most excited for is the deep ball. Is we've struggled with that and. At least by all accounts, from what I've, uh, you know, what we've been hearing from reports, is that uh, not only have these re- wide receivers picked up their game and brought a whole new attitude thanks to Guy Holiday, but uh, I mean, we actually have a quarterback whose strength is passing the ball down the field. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, I am too, and I think I think it's going to be a combination of better play from the wide receivers as well as better play at the quarterback position. I don't know if you saw today, but somebody might have been Kyle Goon, but I don't I'm not sure somebody posted a quote from Tim Patrick about the presence of Guy Holiday and I don't have it in front of me so I'm not going to quote it, but basically saying he's on him day in and day out, making him better, making him uh more accountable. Yes, thank you. Which says a lot compared to where they were last year. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, by all accounts, it's just a completely different mentality. That uh, I mean, if you if you if if you hear a lot of what these wide receivers have been saying, it's that you know they just weren't being pushed. They were just a completely different environment on what was expected of them, and we saw it. I mean, we saw it from bad route running to drop balls to just not being real competitive and. Uh, as much as we talk about the quarterback and needing to improve and be more accurate and throw the ball, um, 
you know, to places where uh, these wide receivers can get open, you still have to have wide receivers that can get can get open, that can run the proper routes and do what's expected of them. And I mean, we'll see it. We'll see it Thursday uh, whether we've really improved or it's just a bunch of hogwash. Will we see the deep ball Thursday though? Oh yeah, just some vanilla streak routes and. Yeah, I'm all for streaking, so I I, <laughs> I I definitely think there's definitely some good opportunities well, for that. Since we the sit in the half. north end zone, we might see some of that too. <laughs> Ayo. So we've talked a lot about you know my, mainly the quarterbacks, wide receivers. Let's kind of break down the offensive line. There was some movement. JJ Dillman's moved over. He's the starting center. You know he had some snap issues, kind of the course of fall camp it did get better towards the end of fall camp that's why i kind of like opening up against suu in this instance it lets the offensive linemen in their new positions kind of get some game experience at them are you, are you worried about the o-line i'm not at all i think it's going to be awesome they're going to be able to protect the quarterback don't put me on the spot like that because I'm not, I'm not worried that they can't get the job done. I think it's just well, what do you, I want them to get Obama. Time. What do you need a teleprompter? I mean, come on. <laughs> I just want them to have some time to adjust to their new roles. Really, at game speed. Right, but game I mean, speed against SUU isn't going to really show. Heck, much, they've been though. going up against our D line all fall camp. I think that's going to be better than half the teams that are on the schedule. So. Now, granted, J.J. Dillman snapping the ball. I did listen to a um, a conversation uh, he had with, I believe it was Bill Riley a couple weeks back, said that it did take an adjustment um, getting the snap down. Thank you. But That's what I'm saying. He said it took him about a week, and he hasn't had any miscues since. Booyah. I beg to so differ. you want to fight? Let's do this. Let's go. All I said that he got better over the course of camp. True, you did say I, that. I'm not expecting him to go in and just snap the ball at William's feet or over his head. I'm not saying that, Scott. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> this is like, a, this said, is like a presidential debate we've got going over here. Yes, you did say... Okay, if it's a yes, person, you did. Oh, don't you remember Hillary, on Twitter? Hillary, Hillary let don't me Don't you remember speak. on Twitter? Hillary, let me speak. This is going to be huge. All I'm saying is they can get some game speed in the stadium with the noise, kind of get used to the flow of a game. That's all I'm saying. Here, here, no, but no, no. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just asking an honest question. Are you concerned? No. I'm not concerned because... The, on the interior, Dealman has experience playing. He's new to the position, but the the two he's an guard, all, he's an all Pac twelve player. He is, and you've got Ryan, the two don't, guards. You've don't got look at him. Just talk to me. Got, so we've got the interior with the two guards. You've got Asiata and Uatafe. All right, oh, and then on the outside, granted, coming from junior college, you've got Garrett Bowles. Doesn't have D one experience as of yet, but. On by all accounts, he's going to be awesome. He's huge. He's quick. Then on the other side, you've got Tevi, who has experience, and Jackson Barton back in both tackle spots up. I'm I'm not worried at all. I th- I'm excited to have a line that can protect the quarterback in the pocket. So let me tell you where I'm at on this, Jackson. Oh, yes, enlighten us, old wise one. <laughs> 
I'm going to give you my opinion whether you like it or not. <laughs> Go. So Barton Barton got by Whittingham's own account, you know, he was he was getting 30 to 40% of the snaps last year at tackle anyways, and he's the backup. So if if Bowles has beaten him, I'm pretty confident that he's earned the position. He's not getting it because he's a five-star recruit. You know, he's he's earned the position. Yeah, there may be some growing pains uh, just getting getting live action. But uh, the good news is if if any of these guys aren't getting the job done, we've got capable backups to slide in and and, uh, and help out. So and Dillman, uh, I, granted it is a new position for him, but uh, he's been one of the most solid, consistent players on the O-line along with Asiata. That uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think, I think this really does. They always talk about putting the best eleven, the best five on the field. I really think that's the this lineup, assuming we can stay healthy, really will uh, allow us to to be really successful. Not only running the ball, which will be a big emphasis, but protecting for Williams. Speaking of running the ball, obviously we're going to see a lot of Joe Williams because he's the starter. Mostly probably in the first half, but I'm really excited to finally get to watch McCormick after him having to sit out last year with the injury. See if he, if, uh, his speed has come back. Cause remember two years ago in the bowl game, he played a huge part in that win. Uh, I'll tell you what, if he can stay healthy, he's got the type of speed that we have not had before. But, I think Williams is clocked at the fastest guy on the team too. Oh yeah, so yeah. I mean, we both running. Backs I mean, have yeah, great speed. And that's the thing. You've got you've got great speed. Whereas you know, I I think McCormick's going to be primarily, obviously, out of uh, the running back position. But he's got the capability to motion into the slot and create some mismatches for linebackers. And uh, especially if you line up both of them in the back, and then yeah. You know, and then you've got, I mean, you've still got Shine, who's the JC transfer running back. And Zach Moss. Sh- Zach Moss, who's a huge recruit. Okay, let me look at And Barry Manilow. Her name was Lola. <laughs> she was Don't a get show him girl. started on that. Her name was Zach. Manaloa, I mean. <laughs> I'm really impressed with Shine. What he was able to show in fall camp, really impressed. Zach Moss is a beast. That kid is okay. humongous for but being a freshman. He was t- apparently he was tweeting out yesterday. He's not quite happy you're here. Maybe like, there's some little turmoil there. Maybe uh, he's just getting adjusted coming from Florida and trying to figure out how to how to roll in Salt Lake City. He's not happy with school or with I don't I don't, I don't know what it was about. Maybe he lost a Madden game and he was just upset. I don't know. <laughs> But being a true freshman, did he expect to come in here and start? I'll bet he did. I'll bet he did. I mean, he was deciding between, he was originally committed to Miami, then committed to Utah, and then Tennessee was making a big run for him. Mm-hmm. So he, he was of a sought after quarter or running back. So I don't know. Obviously, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. If that's true about Zach Moss, I hope he can kind of get that figured out because. I think he can be a big time player down the road. I mean, he looks like he has the physical tools to do it. Well, by all accounts, it could have just be Twitter fodder. Who knows where? And, and Williams is a senior, so I mean, if he sticks around, he's going to be in the rotation next year. All right, so that break, you know, that kind of breaks down the offense. So who is 
your breakout offensive player this year? Who are we going to, at the end of the year, say, essentially, who's this year's Britton Covey? Cam, who you I'll, got? I'll start us off. So if you put it in into those words, Britton Covey this year, you got to think of someone that's under the radar right now. Obvious choices, you know, are going to be either Troy or Joe Williams. But to kind of go under the radar, I'm going with my main man, Harrison Handsome Handley. <laughs> that's an interesting choice, and I kind of like it. He had glimpses last year as a young sophomore. Now he's in his junior year. He's going to get a lot more playing time. He's going to surprise some people. Well, and I think with the injury to uh, la Tanga, <laughs> something like that, um, I think he's going to play a pivotal role. The reason being, Evan Moai is back, but Evan Moai has been lost for the season the last two years in the very first game. Very first quarter of the first game, I believe. So I'm not sure I've got the most confidence in the world that he's going to stay healthy through 12 games. So Harrison Hanley, is it's going to be important that uh, he can produce. And uh, obviously I think to an extent Moai's probably would probably be used more in the running game um, than Hanley because Hanley struggled with that last year. But uh, I like it. I think he's going to be a, a big target for uh, for Williams. Okay, so I'm going with I'm going with a wide receiver. I'm going with Kyle Folks in the slot. I think uh, he's got all the potential in the world. He's got speed that we are desperately needing. With Butler Bird, um, not a member of the active roster, being able to play. Who knows how long this indefinite suspension will go on for? But I think. I think this is a great opportunity for folks, an opportunity for a, um, a coach who believes in him, um, an opportunity. He's slotted to start right now, so he, the opportunity is going to be there. He's got the speed, and I think he's got the quarterback to get the ball in his hands. So uh, I think he's got the opportunity to, to bring kind of like a, a Covey-like uh, receiver uh, to the field, and whether that's through the screen game, little flares, um, you know, anything across the middle, I think uh, he's he's who I'm going with. I think he's got potential. I like it. I like it. Ryan, where are you looking at for your kind of key player? I'm also going with a wide receiver. I'm going to go with Tim Patrick. And I think um, with his size and his speed is something we've – missed the last couple of years obviously he's been injured and and uh we we haven't seen what he's capable of doing but i think by listening to some of his quotes uh talking about the receiving core and talking about coach holiday and what he's brought to the to the receivers uh i i think he's ready to have a breakout year and he seems to he seems to kind of taken on that leadership role of the receivers and i if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be huge this year. I do want to talk about when I saw, when the depth chart came out today, the two kick returners I hadn't seen on the depth chart all camp, and they're both freshmen. Yep. Yeah, that was really surprising to see two true freshmen on kickoff return. That's well, I mean, that's a that's a lot of responsibility. Uh, sorry, it's uh, Trail Burgess and. Julian Blackman. Well, 
Kyle said uh, that Blackman is the biggest surprise of fall camp, that uh, he proved that he can transition from high school at both the returner spot and the corner. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to for both those guys to crack uh, uh, crack the top of the depth chart, I think that's that's pretty good. Watching the film of Burgess, that kid's a – he's an athlete. So I think he's going to be a star. I haven't seen as much of Blackman, but the fact that Witt is praising him like he is, I think, uh, I mean, young and athletic, that's kind of the direction we need. We need these, uh, we recruited these guys to get them on the field and bring some athleticism and speed, and let's give them the shot. Well, Burgess was recruited as a cornerback, DB, right? He was. And now he's taking some reps at wide receiver. At wide receiver. I don't think I, I I don't think anything's set in stone as far as where he's going to play, but uh, I mean he definitely has the ability to do both. And I don't know where Blackman is he defense. He's a corner as well. Here's one for you. So Corey Butler Bird was slated as a starter at kick return. If he comes back during the season, do you think he gets back in over one of those freshmen? I think it depends on what they do. What they do is if they're if they're not producing him, he probably would get a shot. But if they're if they're producing good field position for the offense, well, and and I think part of it, I mean, he's it's not like he had this position locked down. He, uh, you know, he's no Shaky Smithson or, or Covey back there. Uh, quite frankly, I don't remember him doing anything really in the return game last year. Well, and and he had one return. He did for have a that's true. He did have Fresno. he did have one against Fresno. Outside of that, I nothing really comes to mind as far as really what he did. So mm-hmm. I think as long as those guys are getting the job done, they may hold on to the spot and uh, or or he's may have the opportunity to earn it back. But he's got he's got to make it back first. And very true. I uh, he's got he's extremely talented and he can bring a lot to this to this team. But he's got to get he's got to get things settled because he hasn't been here very long and uh, there's been some issues. So he needs to, not just for football sake, but for his sake and move his future. He needs to get some things worked out and hopefully hopefully he does. Yeah, kind of going back to the kickoff, the the kicking kick returners. Um, I don't. It's kind of the kicking game in college is tough because of where they kick the ball off, and all the kickers have such big legs now. There's not a lot of opportunities for these guys to return the ball. So, I, I mean, I don't. It'd be tough. I guess it'd be kind of tough to lose your job if you're not getting a lot of opportunities to return. So as we kind of continue, kind of looking over the depth chart and the roster uh, for opening day this week. One thing that really caught my eye on defense was Peter T stated as a starter over Kylie Fitz. Love it. Love it. I like it, but I when I saw that today that shocked me cuz Kylie Fitz was great last year. He's big, he's quick. He can knock down passes, get to the quarterback. Well, but that just says a lot about Peter T. Well, and it says it says about our depth. Yeah. I mean, there, he's He's not going to be a reserve player. Fitz is going to get just as many opportunities, and he's going to be on the field just as much, if well, if not more. You know, I I think to an extent, it's you're going to see who starts between those two depending on the opponent. Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, Kyle 
uh, Whittingham did kind of address that today with the media. Um, really, it just came down to Pete T showed a little bit more during fall camp. And and Pitts, or excuse me, Fitz has been uh, he's he, been banged he's up been a little bit. Up. So that's kind of that's really the only reason. But when I look at it, I kind of see it as starter one A and one B. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all going to be on get, the field. They're both going to get starter minutes. And like what you said, Scott, I completely agree that, you know, it depends on the uh, opponent could determine who starts that Saturday. Yeah. But well, at the end of the day, does it really matter? No, it, it doesn't. Uh, Pitt, the thing that I love about Pitta is he's got, he's got a knack for making big plays in big moments. He's just got a motor. And, and he's, I mean, he's got speed that, most DNs don't have, especially at the college level. And he can get off the ball. He, he's added 18 pounds this offseason. And that's been his biggest knock is he's one-dimensional. He can only come in on passing downs to rush the quarterback because he can't set an edge, or at least he hadn't been able to set an edge in the run game. And so uh, he, he just wasn't – they weren't able to put him on the field enough. He's, he's up to about 250 they said uh, he's made big progress in the run game, so I think that's part of it. He's being rewarded for uh, for what he's been able to do, and uh, as explosive as he is, we need that. I mean, he he could be this year's Nate Orchard, very similar type player, and Orchard. I mean, Orchard blew up his senior year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was solid uh, prior to that, but his senior year, he blew up. And I think Pittati's got the same opportunity um, to, to do that. Fitz is as solid as it gets. And Hunter, if Hunter can stay healthy this year, watch out. We're get, we're going to get to the quarterback. Yeah, well, also, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but there has been some rumors of the Utes playing a five-man front at times. So you got... Oh, that's not rumor. That's happening. So you got Fitz and Pitta in there at the same time. You're I'm assuming that that would nasty. that could be a, that could be an option. But you're uh, yeah, that's Pitta is the fifth from from what I've read. Pitta is the is your number five lineman. Where he may he may be coming in on certain times, or he may be dropping back into coverage. Same thing with uh, I think it's Kavika Latalasanga. That um, would that'd be that, fun to watch uh, those um, all five of those guys. Can you imagine jailbreak, baby? Can you well, imagine especially being with, an offensive line looking at those it, five it's, guys? It's the across. complete opposite of the uh, circus defense. <laughs> <laughs> and I think especially what we're hearing coming from Morgan Scally about being more aggressive this year than last year. And that's not a knock on Coach Peace and what he did last year, because last year was a great defensive season. 33 turnovers last year. 22 interceptions. Which is amazing. Third in the country or sixth in the country, I think it was, something like that. Great accomplishments, but I really love how, I love to hear how aggressive they're going to be this year with what the talent and all the big boys they have up front they're really playing their strong hand on defense, and I like well, it. Well, and you can get away with that because with that defensive line and that secondary, how much experience we have in that secondary to back those guys up, you can take chances. You can. I don't think Scally is just going to be blitzing every down. I think I think he's he's probably going to have a pretty good mix of John Peace, Kyle Whittingham, even Kalani Sataki to an extent. 
And uh, but when you have guys up front who can create pressure without having to blitz, yeah, that's yeah, that's huge. That oh, exactly. Big. And yeah, then you then you you're only rushing four, maybe five at times, and and you've got a lockdown secondary to cover these guys. That's going to create problems, and hence the interceptions. So well, and then when they you know, those times when they do choose to blitz, it someone's going to get through because you've got to. They're, they're going to be worried about the guys right in front of them. They're not going to see the guys coming from the back. It's going to be interesting. So we kind of did it on offense. Let's talk about maybe our key player that could be on defense this year. Okay. So mine, Cody Barton. Second year in the program. This will be the first year where he really gets significant reps. And uh, um, he's a starter. And he's the starter in the position that needs to get the defense in the right calls and in the right positions. So it's pretty critical. I was listening to John Peace today as he was being interviewed talking about Cody and uh, his role. And uh, I think uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do. And uh, um, But it's a big spot. It's a big spot. You're basically filling in for uh, Johnny Paul. Ryan? Everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm a big Chase Hansen fan. I knew you weren't going to go there. But I'm not going to go with Chase Hansen. I'm going to go with Marcus Williams. He's not a breakout player. (laughs) Hey, there's no rules. Oh, oh, there's there's rules. (laughs) He he had a breakout year last year, but it's going to be even bigger this year. Oh, my goodness. If if he's that big, he's, he's done after this year. If he builds on what he did last year, he's going. He's going but, pro. Yeah, but he was. I mean, he was a sophomore last year, and he had a huge year. Oh, I know. And which, and that was a big leap from his freshman year. He was kind of out of position you're, at times. You're entering the Weddell realm right now. <laughs> <laughs> I with another year of experience as well as he played last year. I think. I really do. I think he's going to be a huge part of of the defense. I I think he's got a, a, a real good opportunity. He may be done after this year. He to, may go to the NFL to be wet alike. He's got speed. He's got instincts. He's uh, you know he's good in the pass game. He's good in the run. You know, coming up in the run defense. Uh, he reminds me. He's a got lot. a lot of scouts pretty excited about him right now. He. Re- he it's not in not in the sense of his physical size, but he reminds me a lot of of Robert Johnson and the fact that he could fly back and forth across that field and get to those deep balls and break them up or pick them off. He just knows where to be. I like your guys' picks. Great players, great talents. Here's mine. So my oh, key player. Oh, masters, tell us, tell us. I will tell you. You're gonna laugh. Suspense is killing me. You're you're gonna laugh, and I don't expect NFL type performance this season because he's so young. Dude, spit it out. I do think that there will be some great moments by Bradley and I. Whoa! Oh, I true freshman. Well, he's on the two deep. I will. I will give it to Cam. Because he is eligible for a breakout. (laughs) (laughs) 
So he's following <laughs> Wait the a rules. Minute. He's following the rules. Oh, just because you picked a freshman, uh, not a freshman, but a guy who hasn't really played. And he picked a true freshman. A junior can have a breakout year. It's okay. Not after being all Pac-12. <laughs> anyway, with my pick, Bradley and I, he's a freshman, but he's really caught the coach's eyes. Well, yeah, I he's think in a, too deep. A lot of people thought he would either red shirt, maybe even gray shirt, possibly. And he's on the too deep. I like it. And I... Uh... Well, and Whittingham announced today that Max Tupai, Pitatonga, probably redshirting this year. Anai coming up, making the two deep. Yeah, that's a big that's surprise huge, in yeah. and of itself. And so, yeah, I think he's, he's, uh, I think we'll see, I think, see some opportunities from him. Thank you. I'll be, I'll be here all week. Thanks. Try the if, hey, thanks for the breakout player. <laughs> if, Appreciate it. If Marcus Wilson, will, if Marcus Williams, plateaus doesn't improve i'm gonna fall back to chase hansen <laughs> that's 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 a ryan move right there I'm and gonna, ryan's I'm gonna, gonna predict sit, I'm that gonna he's a starting the quarterback fence. i'm not sitting on the fence i'm no, sticking that with is marcus a ryan move it is sit a on ryan the fence move. oh well uh, i'm gonna pick him but if it doesn't work out i'm gonna go with this guy instead you can have multiple guys that have breakout years it's all right be bold okay so i think i'll kind of round out uh, the roster is kind of breaking down the depth chart and key players that we're keeping an eye on for. One thing that we've liked to do the last two seasons, we'll continue it this year, is picking Utah games and then also picking some Pac-12 games. And we like to kind of keep a running total because uh, I'm always the best at it. Wait, wait, who's the who's <laughs> the reigning champ? Everyone's zero zero. It's a new season. Well, who so who let, won last year? This isn't 1984, Scott. Drop Ooh! it. All right. So just for the record, I didn't tie. I was not a co-champ. I was the champ. Let's go for the Utah SUU game. I'm going to say Utah 56, SUU 14. My score for this week's opener, very similar to yours, Cameron. I'm going to go with 56 for the Utes. I'm going to go with 17 for SUU, but 10 of those are going to come against the third string defense in the fourth quarter. Okay, Scott? All right, I'm going to go with a nail-biter. I say uh, at the end of the first quarter, it's going to be 14-7. By the end of the game, it'll be 49-7. Final score. That is my final answer. All right, so it looks like we all got Utah. <laughs> but I don't know what else to say, but a blowout wins. That's, I guess, what you get when you play Division Three to open up. So the three Pac-12 games that we're going to be looking at is UCLA at Texas A&M, USC against Alabama at a neutral site, as well as BYU at Arizona at a neutral site in Phoenix. I'll start us off because we know Scott will claim that we're cheating or something. If no, I'll go first. first. No, I'll cool. go first. Wait, wait. Isn't that backwards? If you go first, how can you cheat? If you go last, that's where you cheat. That's what I'm saying. I'll go first so you won't think that I'm cheating. So UCLA at Texas A&M. Bruins all the way, UCLA. Ryan? I am going with UCLA as well. 
And Scott? That is a straight UCLA run right there. All right, USC at Alabama. That's being played in Dallas and a neutral site. I'm going Bama. Roll Tide. Do you have your Bama bangs on? Always. I think I'm going to go with Alabama as well, although both schools are coming in with unknowns at quarterback, and Alabama is apparently going to be playing two quarterbacks because they are they don't know who Cooper quarterback. Yeah. Cooper Bateman, right? But you know what? They've won four national titles with crappy quarterbacks. It's true. I'm going with And Bama. Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Scott, who do you have? I, I would love to see USC knock them off. I just don't think USC is good enough, so I'm going Bama. And then our last Pac-12 game, BYU at Arizona in Phoenix. It is at a neutral site. I think this one's a tough one. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, could really go either way. Because all those years of experience down at BYU just have kind of got me on edge a little bit. Arizona is coming back after a disappointing season. I got to go Arizona. Bear down. Ryan? It pains me to say this, but I'm going to go with Arizona too. (laughs) Scott? I'm going to break the mold, and I'm going to go with Ty Detmer. (laughs) Because... Did you guys hear he won an Heisman? And with him, they can't be stopped. It was like 26 years ago, wasn't it? No, I'm going with Zona. Oh. Now, BYU, I hope I hope it's a good game. I think it'll be a good game. But Sataki has not had much success slowing down Rich Rod. So I'm going, I think, uh, I think, Zona, I think Zona wins by a field goal. So I think that will do it for us tonight. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather. And Scott? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Uteman underscore forever. That is Uteman underscore forever. And you can follow me and this podcast on Twitter at UtahManPodcast, as well as our home at UtahManPodcast.com. Download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. And go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be teledakai. Well, good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah. You have the... Pen- did you just say you have the pronunciate pronunciations? Pronunciation, whatever. Do you need do you need a guy <laughs> to tell you how to pronunciate the word pronunciation? I hate you. <laughs> Sound it out, Cam. No, let's, I, let's do this together. No, Pro. Nuns. C. Nation. I'm gonna go with Tim Patrick mainly because him having him let's try that again maybe we should lighten up on the questions <laughs> right what did you eat for breakfast an eggo waffle alright here we go <clears throat> take four I think there will be some plays where we'll, we'll be in shocked in shocked 
In shock. In shock. Is that kind of like infamous? <laughs> it's more than famous. <laughs> it's like you're you're more than shocked. You are in shock. 